0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rules show. This week, my special guest is Linda Ann Stewart. Linda Ann is coming to us from a very beautiful, calm place, Sedona, Arizona. I've heard so many amazing things about Sedona. I've been to Arizona, but never been in the mountains there. So I'd love to hear more about that
1: someday. But welcome to the show, Linda. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here, to be able to talk with you.
0: Oh, thank you, Linda. I was, Linda Ann, I was looking forward to it. I want to tell my audience just a little bit about you. And um, because I'm fascinated, your, your three words or your tagline are mindset, vision, and focus. Those are things I struggle with myself. So um, I love to get into this with you. Linda Ann is a vision empowerment strategist, hypnotherapist, a speaker, and a writer. And she works with women entrepreneurs and small business owners who are stuck. And have gotten distracted by shiny objects. Hail Mary! Oh my goodness! Okay, she empowers them to focus, master um, to focus, master their mindset and manage their priorities, so they manifest greater prosperity, well-being, and freedom. And I know that you have had much experience and have spoken on many stages, written many articles on all of these topics, and that your 30 years of um, hypnotherapy is sort of the background and basis of what you do with your coaching, because it all works together. Right. Exactly. And so, yeah, so um, I have to start with the, the biggest thing that uh, I am so guilty of. And that is that, um, shiny object syndrome, the squirrel syndrome, some of us mm-hmm. call it like getting tar- taken off in another direction. I kind of think for me, um, I, I feel like I, I uh, developed ADD at a very late age or that I'm so curious that I let things get me down the rabbit hole instead of staying focused. So
1: what do you say to people like me? What's well, that all about? What it's, uh, there's all sorts of different reasons for it. Uh, for one thing, the brain actually likes novelty. And so <laughs> if we get stuck or we're frustrated or we're uh, uh, confused or, um, or we just don't know which way to turn, we will look for ways to distract ourselves so that we feel good. Because when we distract ourselves and we have that novelty, it actually releases pleasure chemicals in the brain. That's why it's so nice to you, know, you go back and check your email several times a day because it's something new. Yes,
0: yes. And for me, it's like um, when I get to those I have a girlfriend um, that we met actually on LinkedIn several years ago, and she lives in Minnesota, and I live in Vancouver, BC. And we became, you know, pen pals, so to speak, um, because we both do similar things. We both were LinkedIn trainers, and we started bouncing things off each other, and we became friends. Anyway, every once in a while, I will call her or Zoom call with her and say, oh, I just saw this, blah, 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 or I want to try this or whatever. And she just shakes her head at me because she knows I've gone down another rabbit hole. <laughs> there's, there's definitely learning involved and, and yes, excitement to have that new piece. But how do I tame that? How do I stop that? Because it takes you away from the money generating activities that I probably, I don't like to say should, but should be doing.
1: Well, that's the foundation of your business is the money generating activities. The problem is that we tend to avoid them. And again, we do that through jumping down rabbit holes, getting curious, following something through. And trust me, I, I, I get it. I'm a very curious person. So I have to kind of hold myself back, rein myself back and have to stay focused on like one thing at a time. And they've oh, here's a little tip that focus actually is a skill that you can learn. In our day to day society, the last 20 years or so, with the internet, with phones, and all of that, we've actually gotten ADD because there's so many things coming at us at one time. And what, so what we've got, our attention's got, gotten scattered, but focus or concentration is a skill that we can relearn. And the That's way you. That's what, one of the ways you can do it is set aside a certain length of time where you're going to focus on one thing. You can like set a timer if you want to put your phone away, close down your email, close down everything, close your door, lock it, bar it if you have to, and focus on one thing, even if it's just for a half an hour. And as you get used to that half an hour, you can then extend that time to, let's say, uh, 40 minutes, and then to 50 minutes, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of people will the I found that the the extent the, the longest span of time, that seems to be practical is about 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. You can person can go further than that. But 90 minutes, your, your attention really starts getting tired. And that's when you can take a break.
0: So that's, that's another interesting thing that comes to mind of, around that is, yeah, doing something on your own, a project, or, you know, whether it's creating a blog post or um, editing something or, um, or, or creating a newsletter, or those are things I avoid because I don't like writing. And, and then, but when it comes to me, it comes to me, you know, so um, I would much rather talk to people. However, um, you just said something. So. Over the last couple of years, all we've done has been is be on Zoom, and Zoom has been, you know, the, the networking um, uh, haven, so to speak. But even on these Zoom calls, where there's you know more than four people, so you can be sort of hidden in the crowd. Although, why go there if you're going to do that? <laughs> you know? but what happens is we can't sit still, or at least I can't sit still long enough just listening. I have to be writing notes or I have to be doing something else at the mm-hmm. same time, which is ridiculous because, again, you're not focused. So same thoughts around that or, you know, same like- thoughts.
1: however, with the notes, uh, because one of the things that I do to actually help me stay focused is I will take notes. I will take down people's names. I will take down what they have said. And, you know, in my hypnotherapy practice, I was an avid note taker. So I was always taking notes to, to not only keep me focused, but also to make sure that I didn't miss something and that I could, be some, can ref, could refer back to them. So actually something like taking notes, especially by uh, handwriting, handwriting actually connects with the brain better than uh, typing or using your phone or anything. It yeah. actually gets into the brain better.
0: I've gotten back into using a fountain pen. I love using fountain pens, and I find that really helpful, too. Yeah. Um, So this is an aside now, just now (laughs) I'm thinking about this. Are you a doodler, too, or do
1: you just do you write notes? No, I, I generally just write notes. I used to be a doodler when I was the last time I can remember doodling was when I was maybe in junior high or high school. So, yeah, I don't generally doodle. Sometimes if I start getting bored and I need to really focus, I will start doodling yeah, because, yeah. like I said, some there's something about that a, that actually helps keep me focused on what's being said and not I, kind of going off on my own little tangent. Yeah, I agree. Um, so um, you work mostly with women,
0: entrepreneurs, business owners, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. coaches, I'm guessing as well.
1: People, do you coach coaches? Um, I. I have not coached coaches, but oh, okay. um, I easily could because of, of, I do have a kind of a train the trainer situation where I know a lot about the subconscious mind where actually I, I was uh, kind of mentoring a coach for a while <laughs> now that I think about it. It was a while back <laughs> and talking about the subconscious mind. Do you mostly work one-on-one with people or do you work in group
0: situations?
1: I work both. Um, I okay. really like groups. I really like
0: groups each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So let me ask
0: you this again. It's a bit of an aside, but you know, we're talking about zoom when I do training on zoom, which I've done a a fair bit of, I can't stand it when I can't see the people because I need to feed off their energy. I need to see their eyes. I need to see if they're, you know, engaged or not. What's your thought on that?
1: I actually don't. Um, When I'm working one-on-one, I especially prefer, working to, um using the phone because oh. with the phone i be, okay when you are looking at somebody believe it or not your attention is diverted
0: to the books behind you and things not like that.
1: no you're actually no. diverted to the person oh. okay. um when you can have your eyes closed you are actually listening better mm. and are able to gather more a lot of times more information when you're listening to what they're saying, what they're not saying.
0: Yes,
1: yes. Um, okay. And yeah. yeah. So th- yes. that's why one on. So when I'm working with Zoom, also, I don't necessarily need to see everybody um, right at that time. I, you know, if we're like engaged in a um, group conversation or something, yes, I want to have everybody up in the in the little you know Brady Bunch d- yeah. <laughs> tiles. <Yeah. laughs> but at, but for the most part, I don't because sometimes. Uh, I'm actually kind of gauging what their what their, their feedback by what I'm saying and then then asking for feedback in a group. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay.: Sort of. yeah, I, I, I think that
0: my teaching style is, is mm-hmm. such that. I need that engagement going forward. So I guess it's just a matter of style. It is.
1: It is a, it's a matter of style because uh, most speakers really, really like to have that energy back and forth. And they, a lot of, a little bit of an aside, a lot of speakers are extroverts. They love that energy. They, they, they feed off of the energy. I'm an introvert. Too much energy coming at me and I get overwhelmed.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's a perfect um, answer then really to the question. Cause that, that mm-hmm. I'm more of an extrovert mm-hmm. and once I'm on the stage or on the platform, I'm, I'm ready to go and, mm-hmm. and, uh, but I need to feed off you. Okay. Um, so, um, you have a, a, a topic that you talk about succeed from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to that a little bit? Uh,
1: that's has to do with the subconscious mind. Um, you, if, okay. Succeeding from the inside out is getting the beliefs established that you can be successful. That's primary. If you if you don't have that belief, then you're going to have a. It's it's like driving a car with one foot on the brake.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you also so you what? also maybe uh, um, sabotage yourself. Right. So,
0: is it fear of success, fear of failure?
1: Yes, (laughs) both.
0: Right, it's all of those things. Right, it's all of the above. So, when you're working with somebody Mm -hmm. now. I'm thinking that the hypnotherapy would have been this piece, but maybe not. Maybe it's also the coaching that, you, that you're able to bring that out in people. But when you're working with somebody around their limiting beliefs or their self-sabotaging techniques or strategies and you see it, do you also see it lift? Do you see, what do you see when you see
1: them change? Like that would be so exciting. It, 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 it's wonderful. I do a happy dance. <laughs> 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 Quite literally. It's so I will... <laughs> so um, it, it's, it's delightful because what you're doing is you're, you see this incremental change of their, not only their, the way that they think. The way that they think about themselves, because we, you know, with relationships, your relationship with yourself is absolutely, it's vital uh, for that to be clear, to be able to support yourself, to have the self confidence, to have the right self image, um, to uh, have the self worth, and mm-hmm. self worth being different than self esteem. So all of that's necessary, really, for you to be able to go forward, and the um. I forgot I forgot the question. Sorry, I got off on a tangent. It's
0: okay. It's, it's just like, what do you notice when you see somebody changing and, and opening up
1: to believing in themselves? Their attitude and their actions will change. They get different results. Just down, downright different results. They'll start achieving their goals and their life will, be, uh, will flow more smoothly. And, of course, that... Builds on itself, yes, right. Yes, it, build, it, create, it creates a momentum like a a mm-hmm. train pulling out of a station.
0: You talked. I I watched a, a little video that you did. You do a lot of little um, uh, nuggets on video on LinkedIn that I was looking at, which is great. And um, uh, you, I was watching one that talked about a tactic to help um, the implementation intention was the long-term of it and when you fall off the wagon and find yourself um uh you know going down the rabbit hole and and doing different things instead of staying focused can you talk to us about that tactic because i think it's really helpful for people
1: it's important to to have again have the tactic of being able to be focused and then what it is that you are able to do to keep yourself focused like i said Closing the door, setting a timer, uh, turning off your phone, whatever, whatever you need to do to, to, and sometimes maybe even start taking a deep breath to get yourself centered and focused, uh, to be able to then pay attention to your intention. Yeah.
0: Okay. And, um, you talked about, um, when you start to sabotage yourself mm-hmm. and your goals, mm-hmm. what you can do to bring yourself
1: back the tactic mm-hmm. of if, 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 uh, if, or when, Oh, uh, the if, when, yes. Okay. If this is going to happen, then I do this. It's if then. So okay. uh, let's say okay. um, if I am interrupted by a phone call or a phone call comes in that I'm tempted to be interrupted by, Then I will tell myself I will get to it later. So if this happens, then I then I have a plan in place for how I'm going to deal with it.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. so unless your daughter calls at the last minute and says, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, because we. So when we work at home and we're women, we sometimes don't get the same respect that uh, we would like to get, but whatever. We're mom first, at least that's the way I am. So it is what it is, right? Exactly. But,
1: um, <laughs> Life sometimes happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it, it is what it is. Um, so um, I I find that I'm going to personalize this a little bit that for me, when people start talking about goals and visions and things like that, I can understand mindset. And I, I get that I need to focus more and I need to be really clear um, on my, on what I want to do or what I need to do, but I'm too old to worry about goals and visions. I'm, I'm just like, I want to get through, you know, this year, next year, whatever. I don't look five years in, in, mm-hmm. in advance. What do you say to someone like that, to someone like me?
1: Well, the, the, the problem with that is if you are simply following each strategy that you've got, you could be running around in circles. Mm-hmm. You, you could get, a, it, it, there's, a di- um, there's a difference between busyness yes. and business. For sure. I get that. And so having, yeah. having a goal means that you know where you're going and you can make a plan of what you want to do to get there. Now, there's sometimes things that detours do come up that are very interesting and that may take you in the right direction, or in another direction that you want to go. But before you allow yourself to go in that direction, you have to assess, is this something that really is going to be worth it for me to take off in that direction? Or because do I want to stay on, on this direction? Yeah.
0: Because we only have so much time in a day or in a week or in a month or whatever. And so are we using it wisely? I'm, I'm guessing. But also, uh, okay. So what I'm hearing, I think, is that the goal doesn't have to be lofty and huge, but we have to be clear so that mm-hmm. we know when we're digressing or when we're on tar- on track.
1: Exactly. Because the vision, I don't usually nowadays have someone create a vision for five years down the road, because as we know, in the last 20 years, five years can make a lot of difference. Stuff comes up, yeah. <laughs> you know, COVID and the great recession and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, having a, a vision of where do you want to be in three years, and then kind of work back as to okay let's say two years now let's say a year now you know okay so for a year let's plan out how do i want to get there now the other thing is that the subconscious mind can really only um embody or think about or really uh, i don't know what the word i'm looking for is it 90 day segments so if it's longer than 90 days that to the subconscious mind. Oh, that's way, 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 way down the road. I don't want, want to even think about that. Okay. So making like, like, so in a year, make um, the, the plan of like 90 day increments. So what would be like four goals to get you to that, that vision for the year?
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah. That makes sense because we talk in the network marketing world about 90 day runs. And we talk about that. And I hear people talk about that all the time. So that, you know, put the push on for whatever, but that's sort of the limit.
1: So and, that makes And that actually is what I've got a free guide that that is what we do is if this is a 90 day vision for this, what do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish in 90 days? What's your mindset for it? What's your plan for it? And how are you going to keep yourself focused? So that's, that's the free guide I, I offer people so that they've got something that they can really use. And do you think
0: that we're honest enough to do it ourselves?
1: Some people are. Some yeah. people are. Um, I would recommend uh, for most people that they get an accountability partner at the very least. Okay. You can have a mastermind group. You can yeah. have a, a, just an accountability partner that you check in with um, every week. You know, hi, this is what I plan to do this next week. And because people who have an accountability partner who are accountable for their goals are 75% more likely to achieve them. That's
0: high. That's great. Yeah. That makes sense.
1: Um, okay. So what
0: is your, um, I'm just sidelining a little bit here. I'm just going to change the, so, um, you've been a speaker for many years. You're a high-level speaker. I know you are. You're part of the National Speakers Association, and I'm always impressed with the people that I meet that are uh, part of that and have been doing it for a long time. I have um, done some work with the Canadian Speakers Association here in Vancouver, actually, there, but um, haven't joined it yet because, again, it was another sideline thing, and i, mm-hmm. I just I, I got to stay try and stay focused. Um, but what I want to ask you is what is the um, – most, uh, the most fun or the most um, uh, rewarding speaking engagement that you've had over the years. Can you think of that? Oh, good lord!
1: Um, or think of actually, yes. Um, it was one that was actually local, and I was speaking on the topic of focus, and I would I followed up with uh, several of the people who had been at the the presentation. And one of them had um, started, uh, started a program that she'd been wanting to do for like three years. And she had finally gotten started on it. Um, I had somebody else who um, was getting uh, focused on what she wanted to do for the first time. So she, rather than kind of wandering around in circles, she was get, actually getting focused. So there were several people from that presentation that I talked to that had had made significant transitions and transformations in their lives as a result of the program so that's great rewarding
0: when that happens yeah for sure that's awesome um so when you're not working what's your favorite thing to do I like to weave oh that's right. (laughs) right now wait what do you weave do you weave like Place mats and scarves and things like um, that?
1: Actually, believe it or not, um, I, spent, uh, I, I, I hadn't been weaving for a very, very long time. And I've started got, getting back into it. And I've woven some uh, towels, some hand towels recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also woven a um, couple of purses. And purses used to be my specialty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also gotten a new little loom that's called a pin loom. And it, okay. it's if you remember the little potholder looms, when we were growing up did you have one of those no i had an ankle loom i mm-hmm. have an ankle loom as well I've, I've, I've that's something that i've been doing um that's actually awesome. making the handles for my purses yeah yeah because in- i made belts right? yes yes oh <laughs> uh, well <laughs> the little pin loom is one that makes little uh four inch squares you can you can get larger looms, but the the, the original one is four inches and then you sew them together and i've made a little rug um to put underneath my my zafu when I meditate, um, and mm. I've made a uh, one purse for a friend. Um, I've and I'm making an, a purse for myself to use as I'm walking, so I can put my my um, my glasses, my sunglasses in there, my phone, my keys, just a couple little incidentals. So it's a little just small, and uh, so those are the, some of the things that I've been weaving.
0: Oh my goodness! You'll have to send me some pictures because I. I <laughs> I I remember um, um, back in the day when I was a kid, I remember spinning yarn and then weaving it and knitting with it and spinning and macrame and all of that stuff. I'm showing my age, but all of those things, those those beautiful crafts are, are just amazing. I still, I've taken back to knitting since my granddaughter was born, but again, uh, in the summer I haven't done much, and I'm in itching to do something again. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I'm um, always like to be doing something with my hands. Um, so, uh, I now I know why I wanted to introduce you. <laughs> that reminded me of that. Um, so, you have a question here that I, that I was curious about that you have on your uh, one sheet, isn't Having the right mindset, just positive thinking, and I love that because um,
1: I'm guessing it isn't. No, it's not. No.
0: Okay, talk to me about it.
1: Mindset is a culmination of everything that you're thinking about. It's your 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 beliefs and your thoughts about yourself, about the world, Mm -hmm. about your work, um, about everything, and whether. It, they, they are in general positive or negative and the more positive they are, then the easier time you're going to have, the more negative they are. It colors everything everything that you do. It colors, exactly. That's a perfect word for it. It colors everything. Exactly. So
0: I think that, you know, um, I think I was always more of a negative thinker than a positive thinker. And uh, just by who, I don't know, just, I just know that about myself. And I'm trying, and I'm more aware of, of trying to change that. I'm not trying, but of changing it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I notice uh, now in this crazy world that we're in is I cannot, my husband's always got the news on. I, I'm like, really? Do I have to see one more shooting in you know the neighborhood down <laughs> just please let's not watch that and you know then that of course there's the world news so I know I need to be aware of it I know I need to know what's going on in the world but I really don't need to know some of that negativity that that is pumped at us all the time that doesn't help me at all and I think since I've made those kinds of changes, I've become a bit more positive, and I'm more aware of the need to be that way. And especially again, I go back to my beautiful granddaughter, because again, with her, I have to pay attention to not don't do that as bad, but you know, but praise the positive. So
1: it's all sort of um, encompassed there. But it is, it is. And one of the things that I've learned for myself, because like you, um, I, I can't say I was a negative thinker, but I certainly was more in that, that direction when I was growing up. And um, I started learning how to choose to be more positive in my early 20s. And it is a choice. And you can train yourself. Yes. And, it, and, it, and it's something that um, it, it, you again, like you said, awareness. You have to be aware. You have to be aware when those negative thoughts come up, what are you going to do that about them? Don't necessarily suppress them, but figure out, okay, what's a more positive way I can look at this. Mm-hmm. So, Love it. and for me with the, the um, TV and all that, the problem with the TV, especially with TV news is that it is designed to get you um, emotionally invested. And whatever you're emotionally invested, believe it or not, you are in hypnosis. You are in a mild state of hypnosis. So oh, you are sort of, to a certain extent, being hypnotized by what's going on. So if, if you go and you read the news, you're able to be more objective about it because you're not getting sucked into their emotional translation about it, whatever yeah. it might be. And
0: then it was Yes, and then it
1: goes to which news station are you listening to, right? It can do that as well. It can as well. So yes, you just exactly. have, to, you have to be careful. But like I said, uh, I have found for me, even if all you're doing is you're, you're reading the headlines to see, well, don't read the headlines because sometimes they could be misleading. But yes. <laughs> like read, read generally maybe a paragraph of what's going on and then move on so yes. that you're not getting yes. sucked into it. Yeah, that's,
0: that's really cool. So um, as we sort of wrap up here a little bit, I, I do have to ask you my favorite question. And I think from somebody who um, does the work that you do, I'm curious to know your answer. So my favorite word is curiosity. And I like to ask um, this two part question of my guests. One, do you think that curiosity is innate or learned? And part two, what are you most curious about these days?
1: Um, curiosity, I believe is innate. I believe that as children, we, they can, children can be programmed out of it. It, They can be uh, shamed out of it. They can be uh, punished out of it. So that, that curiosity becomes something that is dangerous and threatening. Ooh, yes. And I've known, I've known some people like that. Um, I've always been a curious person. I was a curious child and both of my parents encouraged that. So I am curious about a whole, so you asked me, what am I curious about now? It's like uh, everything. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. And that's why I get sidetracked all the time. I I get it. I get it. And for me, you're talking about getting sidetracked all the time. When I want to focus, like I said at the beginning, set aside a certain length of time to um, focus on a project or whatever you need to do. And then reward yourself yes. by going off on those tangents. <laughs>
0: that's a good way to put it. And that's a fun way to end it in that regard. Because, yes, that that's something I think I could get my hands around. Put a time frame on the project. Reward myself with something afterwards that um, feeds my curiosity. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. exactly. You'll have to check back with me, though, to see if I've actually <laughs> <laughs> or got sidetracked from it. I remember a book many, many years ago, um, uh, I was into um, getting organized and teaching people how to get organized. And for about three years, I was a, quote, professional organizer. And I helped Mm -hmm. people with their home offices and their small offices stay organized. And what I found was that I was really just a housekeeper because every time i go back, it was a mess again. And so we have to start back at where we started instead of moving forward. But one of the books that I read at the time was called the sidetracked home executive or something like that. And it was, yeah, because you get sidetracked like all the time. So uh, now I should practice what I preach because my office is a disaster because I'm so busy trying to be curious about everything that's going on. Anyway, I digress. Um, so last Last thoughts. What would be your best piece of advice to leave with my audience of um, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and um, um, sales professionals, really? Um, What would be your one piece of advice you would leave with them?
1: Uh, One piece of advice would be start uh, learning how to pay attention for for longer and longer periods of time. Because when you're focused on a project, when you need a project, and we all have them where there's something that needs to come up, set aside some a a bit of time to do it, and then go on, take a break, reward yourself, and then go back to it. So what you're because something else that, that people don't realize is that if we're interrupted or allow interruptions it takes us at least 15 minutes, 15 to 25 minutes to get refocused on that again, to pull all all of our thoughts together. And so the more interruptions we have during the day, we don't get anything done or not not real effective. So learning how to take those periods and to focus and then start to expand them.
0: Great advice. Thank you so much for being here, Linda Ann. Where can people get hold of you? And I will put it in the show notes, of course.
1: Okay. My my, uh, website is linda-annstuart.com. There Mm -hmm. on my articles index page, there are lots and lots of articles about various and sundry things, vision, mindset, uh, stress reduction, self-esteem, and that sort of thing. I also have a YouTube channel that has those mindset tips that you were talking about. Um, and then I've got a free, the free guide I mentioned, and that you can get that at uh, setyourcourseguide.com.
0: Perfect, and I'll put all that in the show notes. So thank you again for being here. Thank you for all your wisdom, and for um, sharing your wisdom with us. I appreciate oh, you.
1: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.
0: Oh, thanks, Linda Ann, and thank you to my audience for listening. If you like what you heard, please go visit Linda Ann. Um, on her website and um, take a look at her uh, free guide. And if you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Much appreciated. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out, to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comments sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.